What's up, everybody? This is Scott Tilly with Fan the Flame Podcast. Thankful for your attendance today. Um, got a guest on, a brother of mine, who shared life with for a while. And I'm excited to just reconnect with him. Um, we've done podcasts together before we actually started uh, a podcast together. And Mr. Darren Eubanks, how's it going, bro? How's everything going with you and the fam? What's up? Dude, it's going so good. I'm I'm very thankful that you had me on, man. I'm like really stoked for you, Scott. I'm excited for you, man. This is good. Well, I'm I'm excited. Uh, this is something that I I honestly, when we first started kind of doing it, I just wanted to piggyback off you, and I'm still doing that in in a sense. But yeah, um, you've been an inspiration to me on just getting something started that's kind of your own your own not just ju- not just ministry, but purpose of yeah life and ministry and and i honor what you've done and, and who you've been able to help kind of springboard um to make a voice for themselves and and i i expect nothing less from you no pressure uh because yeah, man. i i will be leaning on you quite a bit but man i'm excited because um this is just kind of a new passion just stirred in me to start something new and and it's always nerve-wracking a little bit, but I feel like I have the parts needed in people to really make this thing happen and, and make it good and just um, make it real and raw. Yeah. So tell me, man, why do you why are you wanting to do this? Like, what's your? I I truly believe like it's just another platform to to reach people for the kingdom, man. And yeah. and I think that this is kind of where we're at right now in some sense, and so. I have no problem joining that movement um, as long as we're propelling people forward in their faith and just be an encouragement for those men. So many people are are having ears to hear right now, and we need to yeah. give them the right things to hear. Notice what I just did. I just asked you a question, like I'm the host. Ah, I'm so used to this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna let it's you do. Fine. I'm gonna let you do your thing, bro. Okay. You look good as the host, man. Look at you. <laughs> Duteous. Well, bro, listen. Um, I want to just, I want to knock out some questions today. Um, I realized that you are kind of by yourself. Is that right? Are you, are you the man of the house right now? Nobody's there? No, I, that was the plan. And then the plans fell through. So, oh, oh, I've so got, we can't go very long, man. No, we got dude, about 10 dude, minutes. Hey, no, 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 no. I still run this house, bro. <laughs> I make the rules in this place. We can do it as long as I believe as you need it. To. I believe it. We do I it as long as you it, need man. to go, bro. I am yours. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, man. Um, so let's talk a little bit about some of the things that we started with, man. I'll I'll just say right now, um, Darren has a podcast of its own. It's called the Kingdom Bringer Podcast. And not only is it a podcast, but it's merch. It's a whole bunch of stuff. And you you guys really need to check that out. If he's not going to give himself a shameless plug, I will. Um, great content, great personality, and just a kingdom movement, man. I, I do believe in what you're doing and, and I'm thankful for that. And so what what have what I wanted to ask was kind of how did you see things from when we started it to now? What what's happened? What's different? Honestly, I think my heart, my heart for for the show of the Kingdom Bringer podcast and really the whole it's 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 a brand. It's you, you call it a movement. That's that'd be awesome for sure. I think it's a, it's a personality, it's a perspective, the whole kingdom bringer thing. And that's, it's something that I've really taken ownership of and it hasn't changed much. Like when I started this thing, man, I really did. I had all of those things in mind, you know, of like, Mm -hmm. I want to help people specifically the body of Christ. Cause 
I've been involved in ministry for a long time. You, you have to, and certain ministries are for the lost and certain ministries are for the found. And mm. I just really had a heart for the church and for the body of Christ and for, um, my people and my tribe. And I, I, I noticed a lot of children of, of the King walked around with their heads down and walked around uh, maybe an identity crisis, not knowing who they were, not knowing the power that that lived inside of them. And when I when I found that for myself, when I realized that the kingdom lives inside of me, and that it's the same power that rose Jesus from the dead, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I wanted to make sure that everybody who calls themselves a Christian understands that that's available for them too. And yeah. so it 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 all started with the podcast. Um, I listened to a lot of podcasts and I got fed by a lot of podcasts. And I was, I enjoy talking. And at that time I was kind of struggling with, within the church, like finding a voice and finding a place. And I didn't really have a, a platform. And I said, you know what, man, I could have my own platform, mm. you know, and God kind of put that on my heart to do. And, um, very, I was very tech stupid. I didn't understand technology <laughs> at all. Um, I didn't understand computers or how any of this stuff worked, had to teach myself a lot and had to get going. And then I, I brought you along too. Cause I, I loved you a lot. I enjoyed talking to you and we, uh, we launched the podcast. And from there I had a website and I had blogs. I really enjoy writing and just the, the whole heart has not changed as far as mm-hmm. encouraging the body of Christ. Yeah. Everything they were created to be, you know, that's, that's my heart. That's good. So with that, man, a lot of things have changed since you started that as far as I know that the the podcast hasn't changed much, but your life has changed. You've had a lot of life changes in the last couple of years, man. And we started that in 18. Was it, was it 18 when, when we started doing that? Yeah, It was about five years ago. Yeah. Okay. And so in five years, man, a lot, you've moved to Wichita. Yeah. Um, you got, you got plugged into an amazing church, yes. um, which I got to, I was blessed to be able to come visit yeah. on a Wednesday night when I was out there for training for my work. And man, there's something that, that I, I noticed with that, with that service when I was there, that that was just the unadulterated word of God being preached. And it, it just moved me in such a way. And I think that I think that at large, I do believe that many pastors and many churches and many congregations are really, um, they're, they're trying, but yes. you know, the words is suffice. Like the words will suffice it. Yeah. It's enough. And, and I think that sometimes we can get too much fluff on something when we really just need the word of God, because that's truly what changes the heart of men. And I noticed that with, with, uh, your, uh, your senior pastor or one of your senior pastors, he was preaching that night and, um, I found myself uh, screaming and shouting a whole bunch of amens and hands in the air. And, uh, you know, when you hear something that that moves you in such a way that, you know, the Holy Spirit has full range of motion in the room, yeah. then it can really uh, put your heart in a good place and yeah. and leave you wanting more instead of just, all right, see you next Sunday. Uh, have a good week. It's no, we've got this going on tonight. We're going to do this tomorrow. And it's not just events. It's it is a movement. We talked about a movement earlier. It is a movement of God. And, and, and if you don't jump into that, you could really miss it. 
And yeah. so I, I know I'm, I'm, I'm talking up your church here, but, but man, there's something good about what's going on there. And I want to know from your perspective, moving to Wichita, finding that place, what has shifted in your heart, if anything, as far as ministry and purpose? Man, a lot, a lot has shifted for sure. Um, when I was kind of in my previous season, man, there was a lot of striving for ministry and like, um, Again, I feel like most of my most of my adult life I've been looking for a place, you know, looking for the place to fit. Looking for I truly believe I had a a, a good heart, man, about it. But, you know, so w- when you say things like I was looking for a platform, I don't think it was like out of a pride. It was out of I want to be used, you know, and I want to be platform or did you no, say No, no, platform? no, I did. I did. <laughs> oh, okay. I was no, like, wait, did I say that? No, no, no. I'm I'm saying if I were to tell you that I was seeking a platform. Yeah. It would sound weird and prideful. I I don't mean that. I don't, I I truly don't believe that I was like looking to be the man I wanted to be used. You know, Mm -hmm. I think that when you find, when you find the Lord and when you see the kingdom for what the kingdom is, you have no choice, but to want to be involved in the kingdom and what God's doing. Yes. And so for me, I've always wanted to be involved. And I had, I, I have some gifts and talents that I, I just want to use for the kingdom, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And so I, I spent a lot of time, I'll call it zealous. You know, there was some zeal for sure mm-hmm. behind what I wanted to do and participate in. And, um, when, when COVID hit, when 2020 came around and my, the Lord had just prior to COVID coming, the Lord had called me out of church ministry. Mm-hmm. And that was, I was involved with you at that time. Mm-hmm. And it made zero sense to me. It, I, I've, I wanted that. I wanted that for so long. And I wanted that um, more than I wanted my, my full-time job. I wanted to be in ministry. And the Lord called me out of it and said, I, I need you to, to not want that for, for a time. And mm-hmm. it's been about a two or three year process where the Lord's been teaching me uh, just different. like. I, I know him differently than I used to. I know I have a heart for the church differently than I used to. I have a heart for the word of God differently than I used to. And now in, instead of going to church and just desiring to be used, I, I truly want to get the word, you know, yeah. and I want good, solid preaching of the word mm-hmm. of God because what I'm, what I'm not interested in is wasting my time <laughs> with it, with anything, whether that's a sure. Sunday morning or whether that's anything. If I'm going to do something with my family, I want it to fill me with faith, you know, mm. and faith comes by hearing yes, and by hearing the word of God. And so, you know, I will probably get into a little bit of the culture stuff right now, but I think yeah. what the, what the, <laughs> I going to tackle that next. What the church needs <laughs> is the word of God. And I'm so yeah. glad you said what you said earlier. So many church leaders and ministries are trying to like reinvent the wheel, you know, mm-hmm. and they're trying to be different to be different. And they're trying to bark up some tree that has never been barked up before. And it's like, man, yeah. we need the word of God, you know? Yeah. And that's yeah. the thing that I came to this place of just being hungry and I'm going old school, man. I'm going back to like my roots and the Lord's brought me full circle with this word of God. And like, 
I'm just hungry for it. I can't get enough of it, you know, mm. not, not just reading for myself, which I, I, I do and I want to do, but like, I want to hear it, man. I want to mm-hmm. hear it not watered down. I want to hear it. Mm-hmm. Like, like you said, unadulterated. Yeah. Give it to me. It's, it's good. It's, it's good enough. Yes. It, it really, really is. Yeah. I don't need flowery well, words on it. You know, Jesus, Jesus himself said, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness for they will be filled. And being full is being enough. Yeah. I mean, you're, you've been given enough. And, and he becoming the word gives us perfect protocol for how to approach God, how to talk to God, how to see God. He says, I only do what the father tells me to do. Right. Yeah. So he's obviously seeing God or I only do what I see the father doing. He's obviously seeing what God's doing. And he's just implying that to the world. And I think that to me is enough. And we can, you know, we can go on as, as the word says, you know, to greater things, but the word is the greater thing, no matter, no matter where you're at, it is the greater thing. And it's not like, okay, you passed level one. Now we're going to go to level two. Like you're building faith to faith, but the entire time you're building faith to faith, you're doing it with the word, the word of God. And he's moving with you. He is your sufficiency. He is your supply and anything outside of that. You, you use the term water down. That's what I think watering down is like it's anything outside of what God has for you specifically in his word. And that doesn't mean you're going to carry the exact same uh, anointing as somebody else. Somebody else may be gifted to do something different than you. But at the same, this is the beauty of God, right? He he loves unity and diversity. He, he, he's given us different skin tones. He's given us different dialects. He's given us all these different things, but at the core being when Jesus becomes the centerpiece, the cornerstone, then we're all gathered around the same cornerstone. We're all going in the same direction. Your ministry may look different than, you know, one of the guys we always talk about, Jonathan Shuttlesworth or, or, uh, even Ted Shuttlesworth. I think they're cousins. I kind of been piggybacking off both of them, but their their season their time right now looks different than yours but it's not any more important because the word is sufficing for them as it is sufficing for you right now and i I just love i love to look at the body of christ around around the globe around the world and go that church looks different but they're still chasing the kingdom that church looks different but they're still you know they're still chasing the kingdom and i do believe that we have been we've been caught up in sometimes being so different, like, cause the enemy loves to come and divide. Right. I do believe that we have become sometimes in a place of being, I really don't want to look like that because that's, and, and we'll paint it with this. Well, that's, that's a religious that they're just following religion over there. Right. And so we'll get off on this tangent of being so different that nobody on the outside knows where to go. That's right. Cause they're like, well, you know, I've heard this about them and, and we can, you know, beat that, we can beat that horse all day long, but at the core of it is like, is the word being preached in where you're at? And I think that in this season, there's never been a greater time to realize where the word is being preached and go, go there, like just go there because there is a lot of fluff right now. And we, I'm not going to sit here and and specifically call out any churches by name. I don't, I, I don't have that. Like, I don't have that on my agenda tonight. What I wanted to do was encourage people to find a place since we're on the church topic that is preaching the word of God that are preaching the word. And, and, and here's the thing. 
I love the scripture um, where it talks about those who seem to be religious and say, I'm paraphrasing here, but, but there's no power behind what they're yeah. doing or what they're saying. And, it's, and form it's, of it's godliness, form of godliness. Thank you. But, but no power. And it, right after that, it says, stay away from those people. Dude, <laughs> it, it actually says they have a form of godliness, but they deny, deny the, the power. power it is. Yes. So it's not yeah. that they don't have that. They're actually denying the power. There it is. It is in Christ that is in the gospel and yeah it's i'll tell you what 2020 made a lot of verses come to life for me mm. and that was definitely one of them it gave me permission to do what the lord was asking me to do <laughs> when when you read verses like stay away from people like that that's rough stuff that's mm -hmm. that's stuff that will unfortunately cause people to leave the church and never come back. Mm -hmm. But it's in there. Yeah. And I think they meant it. So <laughs> they can, you can take it however you want. You know, also, you know, love what is good and hate what is evil, evil is another yeah. one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> What there's nothing more in those verses than we're called to be set apart, you know, like yeah. we're, we're called to be set apart from people that don't want the power of the word. We're called mm -hmm. to be set apart from people that deny the power. Mm -hmm. We're called to mm -hmm. be set apart from anything that's not in line with God's plan and God's kingdom. Right. Is they're probably not going to be walking on the same path that we're walking on. Right. You know? Well, let's, let's, let's highlight that for a minute. Yeah. So the word of God at large, one word I can think of, and there's plenty, believe me, but the word of God is transformative. Like you cannot hear it, believe it and not be transformed by it. It's just, it's impossible. If you don't, if you don't, after hearing the true, unadulterated word of God, the gospel, and you just willingly choose to stiff arm it and say, yeah, that's not for me, you know, I would rather respect that guy than the guy who's saying, oh, yeah, Jesus, man, and then completely live in a life opposite of the way he calls us to live. Yeah. Um, it's you know, that's called hypocrite, hip, hypocrisy. Right. Yeah. And, and and just so just so the listeners know that yeah. we're not making up scripture and verses as we're going here. Second Timothy three, um, five through seven says, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof from such turn away. Six says for of this sort, they are which um, they which creep into houses and lead captive silly women laden with sins, led away by diverse lusts, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of truth. And so what that's what that tells me is you've heard it. You may have even stipped, you know, stuck your toes in and tried it, but you did it so that you can manipulate, right? Look, creeping into houses and leading captive women that don't know any better. And and so that's dangerous. Like the word, the word being so apparent and so uh prominent that it that it should 
um, captivate change and transformation, but yet you hear it and you you basically say, ah, I want to use it to for my own gain. But at the end of the day, I really don't want to be transformed by it. And that's just dangerous, man. And it, 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 the, the thing is, is, is God sees it as, um, as what it is, what he calls it, you know, he, he sees it as stay, you know, stay away from those types of people. And I'm not, we're not here. This isn't a down message. We're reading the word We're we're dissecting what we're hearing. And, but I think that, you know, a time such as this right now, like you really need to be rooted solid in the word. Like you just have to be. Yeah, I'm I'm not one. In fact, I get really, really angry at Christians that diss on the church. <laughs> it's yeah, it's the body of Christ, man. Yes. And what I truly believe, it's my opinion, and I think it's based by some fact and some numbers. The church today, the church is stronger today than it ever has been in my lifetime. And mm-hmm. what I mean by that is because people are going to, oh, whatever, it's, numbers are dwindling all across the country. And a lot of them it is. And what is it? What's dwindling? Mm-hmm. A lot of the um, mainstream denominations are mm-hmm. dwindling. Mm-hmm. A lot of the mainstream denominations are losing numbers, the ones right. that actually have to report their numbers. Right? Right. A lot of these non-denominational right. places aren't reporting their numbers to anybody. Right. Right. So the only numbers that we are able to track are the ones that are in heavy duty denominations where they throw these numbers all around Mm -hmm. and they are dwindling because most of them deny the power (laughs) that is Mm -hmm. in Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. And when something like COVID comes and it throws the world into a a panic and Mm -hmm. it's a wind that tosses to and fro. Yeah. If they haven't been rooted in the word, like the word says, mm-hmm. it will be tossed to and fro. Yes. They will be like those women that it's speaking about in that deal that are mm-hmm. easily manipulated and pulled away by every little doctrine that tickles their ear. Right. 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 And that's the thing. I want to be so rooted in the word that I'm not easily manipulated by other voices Mm-hmm. that are going to pull me away from the solid truth of Christ. And I'm going to be called all kinds of names, Scott. You're going to be called all kinds of names that we're sticking to a book, mm-hmm. right? That we're not, we're stuck in our ways. We're old school. Yeah. Yeah, I am. And I'm not going to be tossed to and fro by every little thing that comes up and changes. Mm-hmm. You know, the That's world's good. going to change around me. The culture is absolutely going to shift and change around me. And I'm going to be standing on the solid word of God with joy in my heart, with peace in my life and with money in the bank. Sorry. <laughs> I said it. Prosperity, Come on. bro. Come on, man. That's Blessing. good. Blessing for the righteous. That's good. Man. Blessings That's for good. the righteous. Well, you know, and no, it's good because I, I think that you can snip it's... that part out if you want. The prosperity <laughs> word is a trigger word, bro. <laughs> Oh goodness! No, I think we'll use it. <laughs> God, God loves to prosper his kids. I mean, well, come on, man. I mean, but yeah, I mean, I think I think about my kids. I think about your kids, and I think about the world they're growing up in, and it's not the same world that I grew up in. And I'm not saying it has to be the same world I grew up in, but I need to make sure that my kids are rooted in truth. 
so that when those different winds and waves of doctrine come their way, they can say, eh, no, that's not what pops taught. That's not what mom taught. That's, that's something that I was actually called to stay away from. And, you know, there's this agenda from, you know, this certain community and, and they're, they're going after, I, I think that it's always been biblical protocol to go after the young ones, because if I can manipulate them, I can manipulate not only that generation, but the one after and the one after and the one after. And, you know, I think that we need to get to a place where we're not scared to talk about these types of things from behind the pulpit. And, and I don't I think there's a lot of guys that do address it and I commend them for it. But I do. I think that everybody needs to talk about it. Here's the thing. If nothing else, for mere warning of what to look out for. The, the devil's not going to come as a little red guy on your shoulder with a pitchfork and a tail. It says that he masquerades around as an angel of light, which means he can look really shiny. And he can look very, um, very much like something that I want or I think I need and that I desire, you know. And so I, I think that we need to make sure that we're actually instilling this word, this truth word in our children and that way that they can instill it into their children. And it kind of it kind of sets us up for going into the next little snippet I want to talk about. Yeah. Um, the climate of the church at large, man. What do you what do you feel like the big C, the capital C church? What do you feel like the climate? And, and we talked about it just a second yeah. ago. You said you started well, to go more. there, but I, I want to expound yeah. on that because. This is where it's the hoorah, amen, hallelujahs. Like yes. the church, the bride of Christ will never look better than she does the day before he comes back for her. That's right. Do you believe that? 100%. 100%. Do you, I mean, I, this is coming this is back the, for a spotless bride. Spotless I don't care what bride. Says. It's what good. And says. not one with a black eye. That's right. Not, not, not one that, you know, that's taken a punch to the face and, and stumbled. And I mean, one that has, has, you know, his perfection written on her heart. And, yeah. I believe I'm excited about these days to come because as the world gets worse, the church is going to get stronger. And I, I believe that word. I believe that too, because as you said, he's coming back for a spotless bride. Well, goodness gracious, we got some things to take care of right now. So we're, you know, we've got things to, yeah. to do better. And, and, you know, I go back and I read the book of revelation to the seven churches and, you know, he has a lot, a lot of, a lot of, Hey, you're doing these wells and a lot of, Hey, you need to work on these. And I think only two churches out of the seven got great rapport across the board. Yeah, I believe if I remember yeah. right, it got good scores. Yeah, and and so and I'm, here's the thing, man. I, I love the body of Christ, bro. I I love the church. I would not step on any platform to speak if I didn't. That would just be stupid. You cannot say that you love Jesus and curse His body, bro. No, you can't. You can't spend your time, and I see it, and I know you see it. People mm -hmm. going on their social media accounts and blasting the body and calling themselves Christians. You don't get to love the head and hate the body. It does. Right. It's not. Come on. That is not how it works, man. And it does. I'm the body. You're the body. We're the my, my daughters are the body. Mm -hmm. When you bash the body, you're bashing them. So I, and I've shifted. I mean, I've I've. I've become more passionate about that. You know, mm -hmm. I stepped away when God called me to step away from church ministry. It took me out of the church. Yeah. 2020 hit. I had a different mindset. 
I was kind of hurt, kind of angry, kind of confused, kind of weird. And I needed, I needed the time away. I detoxed from everything that I knew about church and let the Lord teach me and show me. And there was this natural like hunger that came back to be a part of the body again. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was beautiful. I'm not going to sit here and teach that people need to step away and take a break. No, it's the body of Christ is amazing. I needed to have a new perspective mm-hmm. about the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. And I, I see nothing but growth and strength right now coming in the body yeah. of Christ. Come on. And Come on. I don't care if numbers are dropping. I, I, first of all, I don't believe it. I, I, mm-hmm. I explained what I meant by that. I think there's more non-denominational churches now sure. than, there, than there was before. And those are growing. I am seeing growth in mm-hmm. the churches that I've been a part of the last few years. I've, I'm seeing growth in, and I'm seeing strength. The churches that died off during 2020 needed to die off. Mm. I'll just say that. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the ones that closed up shop were not ready to lead the body of Christ. Guess what? I was a part of that. Yeah. I was a part of that church that yeah. was not ready, the church. Yeah. And so I'm thankful for the ones, the guys that I choose to follow now are the ones that kept their doors open and the ones that stood strong Mm -hmm. in the face of adversity, in the face of the government, in the face of the enemy. Yeah. And they're the ones smiling right now, bro, because their Mm -hmm. churches are thriving. Absolutely. Their ministries are thriving. Absolutely. And the Lord shifted my heart back into a, because I remember, sorry, I'm talking a lot. It's okay. But I'm your guest. That's why we, so have, that's why that. we have this. That's right. That's, <laughs> that's right. why we have this dialogue. I'm the guest now. <laughs> I um, I wrote a blog soon after I stepped away from the church momentarily, and it was all about the church needing to rest. And mm. I believed it in my heart, but it was a it was it was coming from a place of weakness. It wasn't. Mm. I was not ready to stand up. And I wasn't, I'll, I'll be honest, I didn't, I didn't know what time it was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that we were about to lose some rights as Americans. Yeah. You know? I didn't yeah. know that we were, I didn't know the kind of battle that we were in. And I will right. say it didn't take me long to realize what kind of battle we were in. Guess what? I didn't want to be in this battle. Mm. Like so often we're called cu- culture warriors, like in this negative way, you know? Right. Oh, you're right. just trying to be a culture warrior. I didn't choose this fight. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are coming after my kids. Right. 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 They're right. coming after Come my on. family. They're coming after my church. I didn't choose this fight. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm going to fight the freaking culture. Yeah. If it's going to pick a fight with my kids and over our children and over the foundation of this country that was based and, and, and started and rooted in biblical Christian values, mm-hmm. you're the ones that are trying to fight that. You're the ones that are trying to go against those things. And I'm way off topic right now. I apologize. No, it's it's, but, it's okay. But there was this shift in 2020 in my heart where I'm, I realized, and it took, I did, I was weak and I didn't know what time it was. And I quickly saw the clock and I realized what time it was. And I'm like, mm-hmm. it's time for the freaking church to fight. Yeah. Stand up and be strong and prove it. And I think we proved it, bro. Yeah, hundred percent. I, I think the church now is 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 looking really, really good, and I and I mean mm-hmm. like it's in a good place, and I'm yeah. I'm very excited to be a part of it. Actually, sure, 
Yeah, sure. No, I, I, man, I agree with that. And I think that this, there's been certain times in history. I mean, you can go back and read in scripture where struggles have precisely made the church stronger. Um, struggles with, or against, I should say against culture. I mean, yeah, yeah. man, like for crying out loud, I mean, there's been adversity since before even Jesus's birth, man. I mean, you go back, go back to he was the born days. In, into adversity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, Pharaoh was trying to kill every child under two years old. Like abortion hasn't just started over the last couple of years. Right. Like it's, it's been something that has been absolutely, um, I'm just going to say it demonic and, and, um, and, and let me just say, like, there is tremendous grace for anyone who's experienced that. I, I just, I need you to hear that. But being born into adversity really propels you for great destiny. It, yeah. it does. I mean, being born into something that's going against you. Uh, Jesus, you know, Isaiah prophesied that the government would rest on Jesus' shoulders. It didn't mean it would be without a fight. Like, that's right. he was going to have to face some serious adversity in his walk. And he did. And thank the Lord overcame sin and darkness and he gives us this adoration of the father's love towards us by what he accomplished on the cross at calvary and like we are internally for debt in debt for him to him for that and we living a life that is worthy of the call placed on our life is what he desires of us and sometimes that is standing up and saying no we're just yeah. not going to cower to culture we're, we're not going to be like everybody else and we are going to stand on the truth. We're going to stand on the word and it will suffice. It is a firm foundation. Yeah. And I think at large, looking at the climate of the church, we're seeing that. Like you said, we're seeing men and women of faith that have stood on biblical principle, biblical protocol, and they haven't wavered. And man, there's been some time really could have wavered. They could have been like, gosh, this is just this is too much, you know. I mean, I throw yeah. Rodney Howard Brown, you know, dude, dude gets gets yoked up and arrested for having church service, and he's smiling in his booking photo. Like, yeah. that's women of that's that's men and women of the faith that you you really need to be at least adherent to to look into. Well, what did they do? How did they stand firm? What did you know when, when the government came in? And 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 people will throw around, you know, well Romans six, bro, you know it says. That that whole iteration of Romans six is set up on the foundation that the government is following biblical protocol. Yeah, would you agree with that? A hundred percent. And it talks about like, rulers there too. And it's like we're in a system, a governmental system, that is not rulers, bro. We mm -hmm. vote them into office, and they work for us. Right. Yeah. They're not right, our rulers. Right. So you're right. not going to come into my home and into my school and into my church and tell me what to do and boss me around we have been mm -hmm. given rights and freedoms in this country and what i think you know i think of rodney howard brown or i think of some of those other other ministers for sure that were arrested or threatened to be arrested and they stood their ground and i really think that at the end of the day what was showcased was our constitution works like the constitution mm -hmm. that was put into place <laughs> by or the people by the people godly men <laughs> yeah with it was god breathed it worked and it was and outside looking in looked much easier than we thought it was going to look mm -hmm. like oh 
How many churches caved out of fear for being arrested, out of fear for being shut down? Mm. How many churches regret shutting down? I, I promise you. Yeah. There's a multitude of churches that hindsight look back would have been like, I was lied to. Mm-hmm. I was out of fear. I closed the doors to the house of God out of fear of man. That's what it was, was fear of man. Mm-hmm. And I understand it. I get the fear. I understand it. That's why we need strong leaders. Yeah. So we need strong pastors and strong mm-hmm. shepherds who are not just rooted in the word, but living in it, right? Living the word of God. Yeah. And I think we saw that the churches that had strong leadership and had strong pastors, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, they're thriving. They're thriving. Yeah. And they're, they're probably getting called names by people that don't know the word, don't want the word right. or whatever, but they're right. thriving. Yeah. They're doing their yeah, job. Yeah. And, you know, some of those names, you know, I mean, Sean Foyt is another one, like following him and, and his journey. <laughs> Just my goodness and what he the adversity that he has faced and i i'm just i'm thankful for the joy that he has found in the lord through all of that like Amen. he considers it pure joy absolutely you can see by the way he worships by mm-hmm. the interviews he gives the man is um and he's backed by a multitude of people that believe the same thing he believes no one man yeah. can do anything other than the one man that did everything yeah. um but but it's his call bro it is. He's it is. the one and that was called. If he backs down from that call, it doesn't happen. Precisely. No, it could happen precisely. a different way. Right. It's not going to happen the way and, that it happened, right? Yeah. And 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 with that, I think that, you know, I, I'm, again, I'm excited for the days ahead for the bride of Christ, man. Yeah. Like I really, truly am. And I, I think that we're only going to get to see just an astounding movement of God in the times to come. And we're not looking for another specific name revival like we we want the church alive we want her burning bright and part of the main part of you know the whole logo and in, in second timothy 1 6 behind the name of this podcast to fan the flame what what my desire is with this podcast is to do just that to to help people understand that they have specific gifts that they need to be using for the body of christ and it's needed because she only moves if you move. I can't have, you know, a head without a without a body, <laughs> and, you know, and I can't have. We see it, you know. If I, we if, see yeah, we do it, to and, do I, it. Yeah, and I only have one leg, you know, because the other leg's not working or not moving, and toes and fingers and the whole setup. You know, we have to be moving in tandem, and and what that means and what that looks like is getting back to the rooted word of God and moving forward in the faith that's provided through that word. I mean, Jesus wouldn't have displayed majestic power in his kingdom on earth mentality and say things like, I am the way, the truth, the life, unless he actually meant it. I mean, those are pretty bold words to to speak to a people that really don't want you to live. Like, I'm the way, follow me. And, And Paul echoes this and says, as I follow Christ, follow me. Well, I think that we're in a day right now where we need to boldly proclaim, I am following Jesus, follow me. And I think that you you said it earlier about COVID. It really, I mean, that was a gut shot. It really was. At the end of the day, it was a gut shot. And 
It was a tactic from the enemy to get God's bride off her course of walking down the aisle to meet her bridegroom. And But here's the thing. He can't stop what's coming Mm -hmm. because you're always going to have a remnant of people that are going to push back against status quo because they carry the heart of the father within them and they know what is best for them and the next generation. And throughout history, biblical history, you see that men and women willing to stand up the Esters, you know, you know, the Davids, all these people that we read about in the scripture and we are called no less than they are called. You know, I think a lot of times we read scripture and we go, man, I wish I could just be like David. The world doesn't need another David. Amen. It needs you walking right. in your full kingdom potential. That's what it needs. And yeah. when you fan the flame, when you fan the flame inside of you, and there is a way to fan the flame, by the way, it's not by going and getting a whole bunch of YouTube videos and watching how they do it. Fanning the flame is getting alone with God in the secret place and just asking him, what do you want me to do? Where do I belong in this hour? What would you have me do? And nine times out of 10, it's going to be in the place you least expect. He may call you back to something that you walked away from to go finish it and finish it well. He may call you forward in your faith to a place where you've never been before. And we just have to be willing to answer that call. And we're not going to get to that place single, you know, single-handed or even a congregationally if we don't spend time with God in his word. Like yeah. we said that from the beginning of this podcast, the word will suffice. It's enough. It's more than enough, dude. Like yeah. it's abundantly clear that God's riches and his grace in Christ Jesus are pressed down, shaken up, and running over. Like it's more than enough for us. And we have to understand. He has called us to more. He has called us to a deeper place of intimacy with him in this hour than we've ever known in our entire lives. And when we come to the conclusion that nothing in life is more important than his presence, everything else will become to perfection. And so not, not in a sense that it's, it's absolutely perfect because we're flawed, but in a sense that his perfection is enough. And that's what we follow. That's what we chase. And that's what we're after as the body of Christ. So good, man. Amen. You got me preaching a little bit. <laughs> Amen. No, I, I, dude, there's a, there's a, people that I have a lot of empathy for, and it's people that don't believe that they have a good church to go to. They don't believe that they have this powerful, strong church with powerful, strong leaders that we're talking about. And I, I believe them. I do. I mean, I I believe that not everybody sees that, you know, that everybody feels like they experience that. But that doesn't give you an out. Mm -hmm. Like you, you need to desire that. Like people need to desire a powerful church and strong leadership. And so much of the it was like a new agey movement of, you know, we're going to, I don't mean for this to be super, super harsh, but we're going to meet in living rooms and we're, you know, we don't need the pastor and we don't need the leadership and we don't need this and we don't need that. We just need to, you know, what, what do you just need? Jesus gave gifts to the church, Mm. right? He gave gifts. He gave leadership gifts to the church and he has anointed people to lead 
And so many people, I, my whole life, I needed leadership. Mm -hmm. I had zeal and I had passion and I had desires to be in ministry. And I didn't have any anointed person that I saw with my eyes or experienced with my heart to lead me and to guide me. And that doesn't mean they weren't there. Mm -hmm. It doesn't. I didn't even know what I was looking for. Right. And so that's why I have empathy for people that feel that mm -hmm. way because it's true. But I want to tell you that the body of Christ is for you. Yeah. It's yeah. for you. Yeah. And you are for the body of Christ. Yeah. And it's big and it's powerful and it's moving and there's a power. It's a vehicle. There's a, it's, it's a, a vehicle. And it's there, a vehicle. It's powerful. It's a tank. It's a it's tank. powerful. <laughs> As long, dude, he gave the church the authority. Yeah. He built, Jesus established the mm -hmm. church mm -hmm. with his disciples. He established mm -hmm. and he built his church Yeah, here on earth and yeah. gave them the keys to the kingdom, right? Yeah. And said that no, no gate of hell is going to withstand the push, push yeah. of the church. Which means we're supposed to be taking that authority to the gates of hell, not sitting back passively right. and saying, come on, devil. No, we're supposed right. to come after his kingdom. And, and I want to back up for just a moment yeah. about the about the home meets. I think it's a good place to start. It, I think it's a good place to, I'll to give go and get some healing. And, you know, because there's a lot of people who have been church hurt. A lot of people have been pressed out or pushed out because those gifts that they wanted to use <laughs> weren't accepted. Yeah, and, I, and I'm just, this is from personal experience and what I've yeah. seen. Um but but no, I, I do believe there is something in deep rootedness and koinonia and fellowship with the saints. I mean, and it, it, if you read Acts 2, it talks about house church. But if you keep going in Acts 2, it also talks about meeting in the temple place, daily. in the temple. And, daily. And <laughs> daily. And so I mean, here's, my, here's my push on that. And people know where I stand on this. Yeah. Why can't we have both? Hundred percent. Why can't we? And, Let's and, have I, both. and I'm not saying some aren't. I'm saying Let's have I both. desire both. I desire yes. a powerful Saturday night, Friday night, whatever meeting, and I also desire a Sunday morning fire fest yes. with the Holy Spirit leading yes. the way. Like I 100%. want to see that, and I do believe, bro. I do believe that many people have stiff on the Sundays because there's no release of that, or or there's an, or there's no. Um, recognition of what Holy Ghost wants to do in the service. So it's like, well, I, I don't want to go there because X, Y, Z. And here's the thing. Again, you could, you have to be very stinking careful on what you say and how you say it, because as you right. stated earlier, God does not want us. I, I'll, I'll put it in my own terms. It's illegal. We cannot <laughs> put a black eye on the church. Yes. <laughs> Can't be punching her and yep. saying, and the people that I run with, the people that know my heart, they'll hear me say that over and over. You're, you you can't put a black eye on the church. Stop talking about God's bride like that. Like, it's dangerous. It is so dangerous to talk about the one whom God adores like that. And if you go back to Proverbs and you read, God yes. detests these, and it says he even, even abhors these things. And it's like this climactic buildup. And the last thing he says is division within the body. Yep. That's what he does. He, he detests the most because so much functionality gets lost and so much movement gets lost because we're backbiting each other because yeah. 
they don't believe in the gifts. They do believe in the gifts. I don't believe in tongues. I do believe in prophecy. There's so much of this stuff that's not even a salvation issue to me, which is my frustration. We're spending so many times debating theological understanding and forgetting and negating that Jesus Christ is the cornerstone. Can we just start there and build inside out and then see what he wants to do? Because if we're going to look bright, if we're going to burn bright, we're going to have to come to the conclusion that I may not be right about this. You may not be right about that, but I know the one who is, and I know where to get the answer. Let's go study this. Let's put our pride down and let's sit down and say, what does the word of God say about this? Because it suffices. I don't know why that word is so big today in my brain, but the word of God suffices. And we have to be, we have to be ready and willing to say, you know what, brother, let's look at that together. Let's go look at this. And I think that if we would come to the conclusion that we need to stop putting man-made traditions in the church at large and just allow God to be the God of order in the church, man, we'll get back to such whew, such great anointed meetings, such great gatherings you know, yeah. under, under the authority of heaven that we will see the things that we desire, bro. We'll see the healings. We'll see, you know the casting out of demons. We'll see the opening up of blind. And I'm not saying those things aren't happening. I know brothers yeah. right now in the faith that that's like a daily walk. Yeah. And I I think that that should be a part of our everyday as believers. I mean, I, whether I'm in the church, whether I'm in my home, whether I'm at the grocery store, whether I'm at the bank, I, I should be the same person, yeah. you know, and I'm finding out, bro, just a quick testimonial. I'm finding out that, um, if you're present where you're at, which is something that Pastor Josh at Cross Connection says very well, if you're if you're just um, present where you're at, you know, God will meet you there. And I'm finding out in different places of my life where God is literally setting up these meetings ahead of me for people to come ask me things that I have. the Guess what? I have the answer. Yeah, <laughs> I have the answer. And, it, you know, it's not just a simple saying, well, just Jesus, bro. I had the answer because I've studied the book That's good, and, and I know what chapter to run to and I know what verse to run to. And I may not know exactly, but there's this beautiful thing called Google. And mm-hmm. y- you know how when when you're talking and you know the word, but you don't know exactly where it's at. Good, right. good, good news. There's Google. You can go find where it's at. And then right. you can bring that to the page and say, look, this is what the word of God says about your situation. OK, I know I'm hearing what you're telling me and I, and I can empathize with that. But this is what the word of God says about your situation. And so this is what we're going to choose to believe over your situation. That's got to be good enough, bro. Like it, the word of God, I, I'm, I'm going to say it as a believer, the word of God has to be good enough for you. It has to be good enough. If you can't get to that place, you'll be searching for things. And a lot of those things are not going to come back to the word of God mm. because you despise it at the beginning Mm. right when you despise the things at the beginning you don't get to experience the goodness that's of the things outside of the thing that you despise in the beginning Mm. and i feel like there is there's there's something about just straight up yeah no but nobody wants to sit here and say i believe something because this book says so but I'm coming to that place to where that is like the standard for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If it's in that book, I want to, I want to know about it. I want to, I want to, I want to learn about it. I want to study it. I want to understand it. If it's not in that book, 
I'm just less interested. <laughs> and I, I used to think the deeper things of God are outside of this book and there's glory things that are outside. We can be distracted by the things that are outside and we don't know the rooting and the grounding of the word of God that is the truth mm-hmm. that does set you free. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I'm, I'm, I'm so hungry for the word and I'm, I'm all about gathering. I'm all about having friends and having fellowship with, with believers. I love the word of God so much that I want to hear it from anoint. I believe that God has anointed men on this mm-hmm. planet to preach the word of God. Come on. And when I find it, holy cow, you better believe that I want to hear it and I want to mm-hmm. listen and I want to honor the anointing on someone's life because they are literally giving the truth and setting people free and yeah. launching them into a relationship where they get to learn more about God, but it's rooted and grounded in truth mm-hmm. in the word of God. And I'm okay with that. Like yeah. that I'm okay with, yeah, I don't, I don't see that in scripture. Mm-hmm. I didn't used to be that way. I used to make right. comments like, it's not Father, Son, Holy Bible. <laughs> I, I, I used to say things like that. But yeah. guess what? It's the Word of God. And yes. I'm okay with, I'm I'm 42 years old. I'm okay right now. Say, with, that, say that again, you're old. <laughs> I am 42 years old. I've got some silver. I had to trim my beard so you didn't see so much silver anymore. I'm raising my kids to believe in this book. Call yeah. me old fashioned. Yeah. I don't care. I don't like the new fashion. Mm-hmm. I don't like the alphabet mafia mm-hmm. having their way with my children, hiding in films, hiding mm-hmm. in television, and jumping out and catching them off guard. I don't like that. That's called a war against my kids. My kids are going to know the truth. They're going to stand on the truth. They're going to stand on the word of God. It came back to the, the culture thing. Sorry, but it's, that's why. We're, dude, <laughs> well, no, we're because there's some the, things I want to talk about with that. We're in the culture. Yeah. Yeah. We're in the culture. Yeah. A hundred percent. We're in it. 100%. So how are you going to be in the culture without yeah. being rooted and grounded? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. And I, and I, man, I firmly believe in what you're saying. My, my question with that with this community, this alphabet community that we speak on. Um, And I a hundred percent agree that there is an agenda there. And it it's to me, it saddens me how easily people are deceived. And I'm talking about people that follow this specific culture and my heart breaks for them. And so it's not me just screaming on a, on a street corner with a sign saying, repent, you're going to burn in hell. I'm not interested in doing that. I'm not, I don't think I'm called to do that. I'm interested in, in not just uh, introducing, but injecting truth. Mm. Like we need truth and we need people to understand who they are. And it, it gets me choked up because I know that people that are experiencing this, man, this, this such deceptive um, spirit like it's a spirit of deception that has yeah. crept in and made them believe something about themselves that is not 
true. The same spirit that made me believe that I needed porn at 15 years old. Yeah. The same spirit that made me believe that I needed to drink to be cool. The yeah. same spirit that made me believe that I need to smoke weed so I can just not have to deal with anything around me. The same spirit that made me believe that I needed all these women and I need a body count and I needed this and that and the other. It's the same. Dude, the devil doesn't have new tricks. Yeah. It's the same spirit. Right. And that's why my heart breaks for a community that does not understand because they're not the only ones. Dude, go go completely on the opposite spectrum of that. Fred Phelps is dis like he's a deceived. Yes. I don't know if he's still alive, but his cult, I'll just call it for what it is, was deceived. Yeah. Like absolutely deceived. And so my my heart is like, good Lord, how do I minister? and evangelize to these people because we can sit here all day and say they're wrong don't follow them that's satanic that's demonic but where do we impart what we know about christ to them so that they can make a decision for themselves if this is a life i want to continue in because you know what i am seeing that just i'm elated when i when i'm scrolling through tiktok and i see you know the song the enemy thought he had me, but Jesus said, you are mine. Yeah, like, yeah. And, and it's these people that were a part of a separate lifestyle and all these pictures of them drinking and smoking and, 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 and having these uh, uh, relationships with the same sex. And then the next, the next script is Jesus said, you're mine. And then they're, they're freed. Yes. They are completely freed of that lifestyle and, and that demonic deception that crept in at some place in their life. I don't know what event, I don't know. And and we could talk about that all day. I have a theory on sexuality that I think we'll go into at some point that I, yeah. it just came to me one day. I was thinking about it and, and I, I don't think we have time to go over it tonight, but I want to see people restored at the end of the day, above evil, above uh, a demonic agenda pushed. Yeah. I want to see people restored for God's kingdom. And that only happens if men and women are truly walking out their faith and belief in Christ Jesus. And love looks like something, right? right. You know, it, it, it looks like, you know, people run back to, to first, first John uh, four, I believe God is love. He is love, but God says himself as a father, I discipline those whom I love because Amen. When you're going the wrong way, if Darren Eubanks has his beats on his head and he's walking down the road, we talked about this, and he's walking down the railroad tracks and I'm mowing my grass and I see a train coming and you're just kicking rocks down a railroad track and you don't see the train coming, that's like coming to take your life from you and yeah. I see it and I do nothing about it and I watch you get careened and, well, he shouldn't have had his headphones on, man, that sucks to be him. Yeah. No. I have to come over. If I have to grab you by the collar and rip you off those tracks, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. And that's the kind of tenacity that we have to have in, in getting people to know Jesus. First James one, or excuse me, first James, there's, there's only one James Jude <laughs> one twenty three, I believe it is where it says some snatching them out of the fire, others lovingly, you know, I'm paraphrasing, lovingly telling them like, Hey, you're going wrong with some of them. You really have to just like, you're going the wrong way. You're going to die. Yeah. Like that's the kind of tenacity that we have to have. And we cannot forget about all people because the Bible is for the Jew and the Gentile alike. And if I'm going to call myself a believer, I have to love everybody and I have to love everybody enough to give them the truth. That's good. 
And that's, I, that's good, bro. I, I just man. we need to we need to. This is with your with your train analogy. Is that train very destructive? Mm. We need to realize that there are things in this world and in this culture right now that are very destructive. Yes. Like if we don't think the train will hurt you, why would we pull you off the tracks? If we don't think it's really that bad. And that's what, that's the picture that's being painted right now by the the media and stuff is that they're normalizing things that are destructive. Yes. They're normalizing things that are anti-Christ agenda Mm -hmm. things Mm -hmm. second thessalonian talks about it talks about the great restrainer that's in place right now Mm. holding back (laughs) the antichrist from being able to do what he wants to do Mm -hmm. so people ask me sometimes how i feel about the church am i scared are we going to hell you know the church is just falling apart no we're actually the great restrainer that's in place to keep the antichrist from doing what he wants to do. That's why I'm a rapture guy. Mm-hmm. I believe in the rapture because that verse says that there's going to be a time when that restrainer is lifted, lifted all chaos on. All I believe Hell that on we earth. are the great restrainer holding back the anti. It's so it's literally our job to stand up against that train. It's literally my job to make sure that Scott Tilly's not walking in front of that train. Mm-hmm. So the great restrainer can do a couple of things. It can, it can heal the sick. <laughs> mm-hmm. It can keep it can keep the enemy's plans from from flourishing. It can keep yes. the the arrows from hitting their target, right? Yes. But it can also be a voice. Mm-hmm. So the great restrainer gets to be a voice. There might I might not be able to race you to that track and get there in time, but I can sure do my best to Scream make sure that <laughs> you know. Yeah. And like you said, it shame on me if I don't do that. Right. I, think, I love mm, I love ahead. that. I love the language about the great restrainer because I think about and, and obviously it's it's in literation to the Holy Spirit. He's the great restrainer that's that's holding back, you know, what the enemy wants to do. And why can we identify with that? Because he lives inside of us. Yeah. The Holy Spirit lives inside Dude. of us. <laughs> this is what people, so many people <laughs> want to. I believe it's you said it's the Holy Spirit. I, I believe that. I believe it's the church because we are the vessel. God didn't unleash the Holy Spirit to just be here without a vessel, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Gotta he released He released the Holy Spirit onto this planet to reside inside of me. Mm. So mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit and the church are are one. <laughs> like they're supposed yeah. to be one. Yeah. So when I say church, I'm meaning the vessel that holds mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit <laughs> yeah. is the restrainer in place. And we work together. We've we've all seen. We've all seen what a vessel an empty vessel looks like. Mm-hmm. There's plenty mm-hmm. of churches that are empty vessels. Yeah. Not being filled with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And we've seen places that, you know, are are filled with the Holy Spirit. And yeah. and doing their thing, and that's yeah. Anyway, I th- we have a purpose and a plan here on this earth, man. Mm. You know, and if, if that's we said something earlier, you said something about um, I don't know if you said waiting. Um, 
anyway, I believe that we're in the days we're in, bro. Mm -hmm. I believe Jesus is coming back soon. Mm. And I believe that it's sooner than it was yesterday. I believe <laughs> every that it's day, a little closer, sooner than it was five years ago. Mm -hmm. And I just feel it in my spirit that it's soon. And mm. laugh at me. I don't give a crap. <laughs> I believe that it's soon. So, what does that mean? That means that the Lord is going to have to unleash some plans within the church to speed this thing up, mm. like to get people ready yeah that's why that's why i see strong churches flourishing right now mm -hmm. they're growing mm -hmm. because they have work to do quickly yep. quickly yeah. Yeah. god's going to quicken the church to yeah. do the work that maybe needed to be done in 20 years mm. it's going to have to get done in five years mm. that's why you see churches being given buildings being given to ministers mm -hmm. six million dollar buildings are given to ministers Yeah. Like you see like Rodney Howard Brown's church, like just blowing yep. up and it's humongous and it's being filled with people. Why? Mm -hmm. Because there's work to do. Yeah. Like if the fields are ready for harvest mm. and he's coming back soon, he's going to make sure. And, and you're in line with the King, right? If yeah. you are righteous and you are walking with the Lord, he's going to give you every tool you need, the sickle, Come on. the shovel, and he's going to, quicken your spirit to get this thing moving that's why man you you have it on your heart to start a podcast you mm. better start a podcast yeah right yeah no more talking about it yeah no more thinking about it yeah no more wishing about it it's time to start so yeah. people yeah. if I, I, that's why I, I think it's worth looking for a good church yeah. it is and i'm sorry but you it's it's cliche to say but you know a church alive is worth the drive, and it's very mm. true. Mm. You may not have a church across the street. You may not have a church in your, you know, five thousand population town. You may not, and I—that's mm. very, very, very possible. Look, find yeah. God is God is putting leaders and shepherds in mm. regions, and you may have to travel. Man, we went to my wife yeah. and I went to Pittsburgh earlier this year to participate in a a revival there and help out downtown Pittsburgh. And we're seeing people we were ministering with rubbing elbows with go to the revival today, church in Pittsburgh. And they drive two hours every single yeah. week, That's every awesome. week they drive and well, they have the money. God gave them the money. Mm -hmm. God yeah, is blessing because, them because they are. Because it, it, if it's first, part of your destiny, he'll make it happen. They'll yes. make it happen in ways that'll blow your mind. I mean, so how bad do you want this? You know, yeah. how how bad do you want a good strong church? How yeah. much are you praying for a pastor and a leader? Woo! In your Man, house? I how bad? I love that. I love yeah. that, and I and I do. I do see, um, I do see that happening in the body. Churches are are functional the way that I think God intended for them to be. Yeah, and man given buildings away yeah. <laughs> i mean he yeah. said it like given buildings away given money away like whatever god needs to get where to get you where he's taking you he's gonna give it to you dude i mean church churches in the past had to do you know 15 20 years of a building fund and raise money for mm -hmm. time is getting shorter he's coming mm -hmm. back sooner he's gonna accelerate the things that need to happen on this planet and come on we, if you're not a part of it, you're going to miss out. 
Mm. I think you said it before. There's salvation issues that I'm not, you know, those are the important issues. But if we're all saved, man, let's all get in line with what yeah. God's trying to do here. Let's not diminish his power. Let's not do, speak against the things that God can do. God mm-hmm. will do it. He just <laughs> will do it. Yeah, won't he do it? Won't I he do want it? to be a part. I want to be a part. If you're not hungry to be a part of it, I promise you that you will not experience it. Mm. Gosh, that's good. If you man. don't hunger yeah. and thirst for righteousness, you won't be filled. You won't be filled. You're you're going to be wondering and waiting, and when's my time? We'll probably go to Resist. heaven someday. Yeah, but this this yeah. this life that we're called to live, you've got to be hungry and you got to be thirsty, man. You have to. You, have you, to. you really. You really. And I think that that's something that so many people will wait around on. Oh, I'll just wait for the hunger to come, and then I'll get it. Yeah, hunger. Comes or I'll wait to be hunger. filled. He'll hunger film it. Comes, he says, yeah. Hunger comes for me when I'm doing something. Yeah. I get hungry when I'm actually doing something. Yeah. Like, and so we have to be pursuing God day in, day out. I don't care if it looks weird to the people that you work with. I don't care if your lifestyle looks, yeah, he he just, you know, he, he prays at odd hours and he gets up at like 3 a.m. to pray. I don't care. Whatever God is calling you to, I guarantee you, if God is calling you to something, you're going to have opposition. You're just, you're just going to have opposition. Like the enemy does not want you reaching your destiny, period. He's going to confuse you about your sexuality. He's going to confuse you about your alcohol. He's going to confuse you about it. Right. You name the sin. It doesn't matter. He's going to confuse yeah. you about it to make you believe it's okay to keep you from your destiny. Good. But Greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. And I think that that's the hat, that that's the place we need to hang our hat on. Like, there of all the things that we've said today, greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. Greater is the great restrainer that lives inside of me than he who is in the world. Amen. Greater is he who hung on Calvary's hill for my sins than he who is in the world. Greater is he who framed the world by his words than he who is against me. Like, Man, we have to understand that as we have talked about the church being in its greatest hour, we it's not enough just to talk about it. We got to be about it. And if it's starting a podcast, if it's starting a Facebook Live, if it's preaching from the corner, whatever God has called you to, just do it and do it with a purpose. There's no point in doing something halfway. Scott Tilly has done a lot of things in his life halfway. Here, a billion different irons in the fire here. And I didn't do many of those things very well. I'm in an hour of my life. I want to husband well. Mm. I want to father well. I want to lead God's people well, whether it's from a podcast or he gives me a $6 million church. I don't care. I just want to do it well. Because as you said, we're on an hour 11.59, bro. It's not 11.30 anymore. Yep. It's not 11.15. There's a, there's a, there's a wedding there's a banquet and you have received an invitation. The Bible says in the book of Romans that there will not be an excuse for anyone as to why they didn't believe when they stand before God. That's right. All we have to do is look at the Rocky Mountains. Yeah. All we have to do is look at the, the plains of Kansas, yeah. watch a sunset. There's not going to be an excuse when I stand before God. And I just didn't know you were real. No, you did. You chose to believe right. otherwise. You chose right. otherwise. And we have to talk about these things. We have to talk about these, these scriptures where Jesus said, like, I never knew you, man. Like, I, I believe that could be translated to 
because it's works-based, right? I mean, they're talking about, well, didn't I cast this demon out and didn't I do this miracle? I believe that if, I'm not trying to rephrase the Bible, but I believe that Jesus is looking at them saying, no, you actually did those things for you. That's You didn't that's do right. them for me. You did them for you. And man, that's, to me, that that doesn't scare me. That ignites me because now I have a purpose that's greater than something of myself. I have a purpose to carry this fire and fan the flame of heaven, not just for myself, but maybe for dude over here who has slipped back out of the word. And he's just in a spot right now. And I need to go over to him and be like, I got a match. You got some gasoline. Let's light this baby. Let's just get moving, man. All I'm asking you to do is pray with me for five minutes and see what happens. Let's get you going again. And that was the whole concept behind this podcast was for people to hear it and say, I've got a gift. God has given me purpose. I'm going to use it to fan the flame of the church in a a dark world. I'm going to go to the places that nobody else wants to go. I'm going to work the trenches even when it's hard. I'm going to do the things that God has called me to because I know when he calls my name, I'm going to receive a great reward in heaven. So That's good. what it's about for me, man. I'm not worried about, am I going to make it in? I'm concerned about how big my room's going to be in that mansion at this point. Like, and, and I'm not trying to walk like, you know, with a chip on my shoulder. I just know that when God instills something inside of you, it is burning to get out. And if you do not um, follow biblical protocol in birthing that thing out of you, then you're going to spend your entire life wondering what if. I mean, there's people that are 89, 90 years old going to heaven, laying on their deathbeds, but I guarantee you there's more people on those deathbeds going, man, he called me to preach and I never did it. They're believers. They're getting in. They're going to have that room. They're not going to hell, but they're going to be like, man, that's the worst thing. I was asked one time, what's your worst fear? My worst fear in life would be laying on my deathbed, wondering if I left God's work unfinished in my life. Wow. That's it. I'm not care. I don't worry about how I die, how I go out, when it happens. I what keeps me and it's not a fear that I think this might happen. It's a it's a it's a healthy fear of God that I want to use what he's given me to set the world on fire for him. That's it. So good. It's a it's, it. it's a flame worth fanning, man. It really is. Yeah. It's a, I mean it's we here, here, here's the deal. It's in my opinion, it's revival or die. Like mm. we, we need revival or we need death. <laughs> and I am, I am to the point where I will pretty much do anything the Lord's asking me to do. And I, I had restraint when I was younger. I, I cared a lot about what people thought when I was younger I just don't care anymore, man. Like it's, it's revival or die. And we are, we are living in times where the truth needs spoken. The love needs shown. Mm. There's, and I'm going to, to my dying breath, I'm going to share with people about the power that lives inside of them. You know, there's a, there's the same, the word says it's the same power that rose jesus come on the dead lives inside of me it lives inside of you it doesn't have limits it's not held back by my experiences come on my lack of experiences my fault 
It's not restrained in the New Testament. You know what I mean? It's it's yeah. alive and it's still working. And I believe it. It's active. That's it. I believe it's active. it. What I think we could wrap this up with the word topic. Just whew, Hebrews, man. The word of God is alive and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, available to divide both bone and marrow to understand the thoughts and intentions in the heart of a man. It's alive. I mean, mm-hmm. brother, if if we have the word living inside of us, we should be alive. We should Amen. never be more alive. Amen. Come I'm on. Never, I am I have never been more alive in my life. Come on. Amen. And it's it's reversed too because the more you die, the more you live. That's the way the word works. <laughs> the right. more I'm willing to crucify my flesh. Woo. Yep. The more my spirit has freedom to do what he has desired to do. And that is Some of us need to die so we can oh, be yeah. revived. <laughs> we on, need to experience on. revival by Come dying. On. Yeah, revival. I mean, think about what <laughs> if, if you're if you're being revived, you're, yep. you're gone. Yep. That's right. <laughs> and you you need you need the paddles. Yep. That's right. You need the paddles and you need you need to experience life, man. And bro, I man, we could talk all night. I I just love our conversation and and I I appreciate you. I appreciate what you carry. I appreciate where the Lord has led you. In, yeah. in in peaks and valleys, I appreciate both those seasons. Yes. And I think that we have to have an appreciation for those seasons to really appreciate the full functionality of who he is living in us and where Amen. he's taking us. Um, Jesus had a wilderness season before he was even able to start his ministry, um, where he was hungry for 40 days and 40 nights and tempted. And I, I, I love that story, man. I love, you know, the understanding of of how God has to prepare us before he sends us. I mean, his own son didn't get away with just, hey, thanks for the ministry, dad. Like he literally had to go hungry and thirsty for 40 days and 40 nights and be tempted by this sneaky, deceptive enemy that, you know, had been around he for wouldn't. a pretty long time. And he wouldn't have made it without the word. Without bro. the word. Yep. That's the word where going. Is, was the only weapon that he needed. Only weapon he wielded. Mm-hmm. You know, he didn't. Mm-hmm. I love that. He didn't try other things. Mm-hmm. He didn't try like Uber meditation. He didn't try yoga. Mm-hmm. He didn't try, you know, maybe I'll just do it this way. He tried the word and the word worked. The word sufficed. <laughs> the word worked. It sufficed, man. I love that. Um, I love that. He did nothing but spit the word of God back in the enemy's face. So good. The wilderness really isn't that bad of a place to be if you're going to be hungry and thirsty, right? Come on, man. <laughs> Come on. Those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, man, they mm-hmm. will be filled. If you if you feel like you're in that wilderness place right now, lean in to that hunger and that thirst. Come on. Lean into it. You will be filled. Yes. That's it. He's there. He sees you. You're important to him. Like, man, I, I don't. And guess what? Jesus came out of the wilderness, too. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's not forever. He came out of it. Moses not, came and out he of came it. out Jesus with a powerful out of ministry. Yeah. My goodness. Yeah. Like, came out fully clothed in his identity in, in God and didn't lose it while he was in there. That's the thing. Just because you're there doesn't mean that God has forgotten about you. He's actually trusting you with this moment to do what it takes 
to get closer to him. So That's good. what he's doing. That's all he's doing. He's he's giving you an opportunity to to lean into him. And man, I know brothers and sisters that have gone through great loss, man. There's just been whew, a lot of loss, man. A lot of death these last two years. Somebody posted yep. that today and I really started to think about it. And I'm like, man, that's that's so true. There has been a lot of loss these last two years. But if you let God come in and heal you up from that loss, if you let him be your supply and your need instead of going somewhere else, I promise you, you will come away with a perspective that even you will be blown away by about how. And then, and then what you can do, you can give the Lord all the glory when people say, man, I don't know how you got through that. You can That's look good. at them with a smile and say, Jesus, Jesus, because at the end of the day, he's all that matters. At the beginning of the day, he's all that matters. And this is a thing. People assume when you start talking about the Bible and you they may not be as versed or whatever, they 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 automatically take on this like spirit of, I just don't know as much as them, and I just don't this and I but why don't you just cultivate what you do know? Yeah. Dude, just go back to your first love. Like go back to the the preschool songs you sang in, in Sunday school, Jesus loves me. Yeah, he does. And then go back and read the scriptures where that song is actually played out. <clears throat> I mean, dude, we, need to, we need to start getting back to a place where we're memorizing scripture. Yes. We, so many of us struggle to even read the word. We need to get to a place where we're not just making time to read it and striving through our morning to try to read, memorize it, write it down on a piece of cardboard, a piece of paper, tape it to your, to your mirror mm -hmm. and memorize it. Let it become who you are. I promise you when that verse pops up in the middle of your day, when you need it and you see times in your life when you can, you know, Submit to the Lord, resist the devil, and he will flee. Really? Mm -hmm. And you and you remember, and that becomes like that. How do you think Jesus survived that wilderness time? How do you think yeah. he had that as a weapon? He knew the word. He knew it. He he knew it. He lived it. He knew it. And he it was a weapon when he needed it. If we don't, if we don't memorize and I <laughs> That word memorize for some people it just triggers like religion. Oh, it's really I don't care. Memorize scripture. Memorize it. Let it become your language. So many of us have cray language that we learn from TV, bro, and we learn all these things, you know, mm -hmm. from movies and we slang and all this stuff. What if the word was coming out of our mouth? Yeah. What if scripture was our reaction to experiences? What if the word was our reaction to what the yes. enemy tried to to bring in our life? That would look like Jesus's life. Yes. You know, we all want to reinvent revival. How about we do it the way Jesus did it mm -hmm. in the wilderness? Speaking he spoke the word. the word and the enemy fleed, mm. fled. Think, man, think about how much life that brings. I mean, what does Proverbs 18, 21 say? There's power of life and death in the tongue. And I want, I want to take a moment to think about, uh, when God spoke the world into existence, like he spoke and things became, he spoke and framed the worlds by his words. And we have, we have to have this understanding that what we speak is obviously what we're thinking, 
So our thoughts become words and our words become action. And if we're, we're not speaking the proper things over our life and we're constantly speaking death, like, man, I got people that I'm constantly having to tell them, stop saying that. They'll say things mm-hmm. like, this headache is killing me. I'm like, stop saying that. Mm-hmm. Like, don't give power to that thing. Like, don't, does your head hurt? Okay. Well, let's pray for it. Maybe take an aspirin, but let's not say this there's thing other, is killing me. There's other words that would be more effective right. to get rid of that headache for sure. My head hurts for the moment, but I believe that, you know, I believe that, that God has commissioned my body. I am of the healed. That's of and to be that's healed it. That's it. in his yeah. name, you know? And so we have to be real careful about that, man. And I've, I've learned that in my own life, bro, just the way I speak about people, the way I carry conversation. Um, one of the things that I, I love about um, the word of God being transformative is I, I was a guy that used to love to sit in circles and just get the goods. Like what's going on with so-and-so what's going on here now, bro, I'll just get up and leave. Cause I can't stand gossip. Yeah. I'll just like, people will probably like, where'd Tilly go? Yeah. <laughs> like, I just can't do it, bro. Yeah. I can't, it, 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 it irks my spirits in such a way that it almost makes me feel ill. I'm like, dude, that's, that's not speaking life. And I don't care what person did what, or what person did this. Like everybody is within arm's reach of God's grace, man. Yeah. Everybody, yeah. his arm is not too short that he can't grab us or his ear too far away that he can't be inclined to hear what we're saying. That's good. And so we have to become people who shut those types of things down as well. And just, Hey, let's just speak life. Maybe this yeah. person's dealing with something, but I don't want to talk about them. Yeah. I want to pray for them. Guess what? You know, make it, that's in, make that's it in the Bible simple. too, bro. <laughs> There's words about gossip in the Bible too. I'm just yeah. telling you everything that we've brought up. Yes. Every single issue that we've talked about today on this podcast and every issue that you're going to face throughout your day, it's found tomorrow. in scripture. Man. It's, <laughs> tomorrow. Dude, it's found yeah. in scripture, how yeah. I can handle that. If I don't yeah. know the word, I'm not going to know how to yes. respond to that the way we all want to say, be like Jesus and do what Jesus did. How about we speak the word like Jesus spoke and see what yeah. happens, man? Like that. Yeah. I want that to be my reaction. I really, really do. Mm-hmm. I want that to be. I want the word of God to come out of my mouth. I want it to go into my ears. Mm-hmm. And that's just, that's just what I want. And if you're not, if you're not in a, a body or a church where that's priority, you know, if you're not hearing the word of then God, how, yeah, how do you know then? then <laughs> how, how do you, know? how do you know? But you're, you're also, you're just not getting it. So it is, it is worth, it's just worth looking for, man. It's worth seeking. It's worth finding. I promise yeah. you that God has strategically placed leaders and pastors and shepherds in regions and in areas, and they're out there. They mm-hmm. are there. You got to find them. Don't be complacent with mm-hmm. the dead, broken church that you've been a part of. Don't be complacent with weak mm-hmm. shame on church leaders for not being strong and not being courageous. And speaking against the things that need spoken against and building right. up the things that need built up. It I put it, people want to bag the church. I I I criticize is not the right word. I rebuke bad weak leadership a lot. Mm. I do. Because mm. there's a lot of people that are in position of leadership that are just pissing it away. <laughs> They're not. Mm. 
they're not doing what they're called to do. They're not leading the flock. They're not shepherding, protecting yeah. the people. And um, that's our job. It, it, protect, it, it, yeah, man, it's our job. Lead, and it's, th- there are truly anointed people. Uh, amen. Not everybody amen. can be a pastor. Amen. Not everybody that has the title and the nameplate pastor really has a heart to lead a flock. Mm-hmm. It, it's just true. So many churches are just handing those titles out like it's nothing, you know, pastor of yeah. this and pastor of this and pastor of this. And, you know, there are truly anointed pastors that are that are following their call and dedicate, dude, they're dedicating their life to the church. Yes. They have given their life to the body of Christ. And it's, um, it's, 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 it's happening. It's, it's just yeah. true. So, yeah. Yeah. We, we have, um, that's the beautiful thing again about the word, man. Like, like you have complete understanding of who the fathers and sisters of the faith of old are, you know, and, yeah. and they, man, most of those people that we read about in scripture, those heroes of the faith, they died horrendous deaths for giving, um, for giving up their life to follow a greater cause of, of Jesus and his gospel. They, they ended up, I mean, the only one I can think of really that got out, you know, in a decent escape was John. Yeah. And he's, he's exiled to this Island in Patmos. And yeah. it's not, it's not a, it's not a victory vacation. It may have like, been, may have been better to be cut in half. Like it, some of them. Right. Real, he's yeah. probably cracking rocks all day yeah. with a yeah. dull sledge. <laughs> like, yeah. Who yeah. knows? But, but, you know, and I think that we we do um, such a service to the body of Christ when when we remember um, those heroes of old. And not that we should mimic everything because God has given us a specific call in our lives to move in certain ways. But, man, just really in I mean, they wouldn't be a chapter, a whole chapter in Hebrews 11 about these people if we weren't supposed to know who they were and what they yeah. did and the power they carry. Man, you yeah. know, and so we should be. We should feel rather um, blessed that God has given us the opportunity that we have yeah. to share in his goodness with those around us. So good. So I want to read, I just want to read this little bit of scripture before we jump off here and um, just tell you that I appreciate your time and I appreciate you, man. Yeah, man. First Peter four eleven says, if anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks the very words of God. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength God provides, so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. That should look like our life, man. If we open our mouths to speak, let it be honoring to God. Let it be pleasing to God. Let it be serving to other people. And no agenda other than to showcase the kingdom of heaven on earth. Yeah. That's it. So good. Well, bro, I appreciate you, man. Um, I'd love to pray us out of here yeah. and let you get on with your night. Yeah, bro. Proud of you, man. Good podcast. Ooh, this is fun. Jesus, we we are so thankful that we have the word, the unadulterated word that you spoke very audibly, um, very visionary to your people, and they put it down so that we could understand um, on paper as we read who you are and what you're about and what your business looks like. And we want to partner with that business, God. We want to partner with what you're about, your kingdom work. You've given us the ability through your word to be vocal, to be um, counterculture, to look like heaven, 
on earth so that others may be drawn to the flame that we carry. Lord, I'm thankful for my brother. I'm thankful for the time spent tonight in koinonia, in fellowship. Your word says where two or three are gathered, you are in the midst. So we know, as we spoke about you tonight, you are here. Amen. We're thankful for your spirit. It resides inside of us. As we talked about earlier, God, the same spirit that rose Jesus Christ from the dead. That means that spirit carries power. And we carry power as believers in Christ Jesus. Let us never forget the dunamis power that you give us in your spirit. Yes. We're called to make a difference mm -hmm. in the world. We're called to speak against things that are evil and bring to light and bring forth the goodness of God in every situation. So bless us tomorrow as we rise. Bless us tonight as we sleep. Bless anyone who would hear this podcast, God, may Man, I truly believe that one word from you can change our lives. And I pray that somebody's heard that tonight. Maybe they're battling with something that they have been battling with for years, weeks, months, whatever. I just pray that they receive a breakthrough tonight and understanding that you are with them, that you have not left them, that you have not forsaken them, and that you desire good things for them. Bless us as we go and bless us as we come, God. We thank you for being so good to us. Your grace is sufficient for everything. We rest on that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Bro. Love, you, Love you, man. Have a Talk good night. Soon. See you. Thank you.